Hi, and welcome to our second wellness podcast with Seren Kaplan. I'm Renee Grobler, Head of Investec for Intermediaries, and we are pleased to be able to bring you these insights into building your resilience and developing emotional coping strategies during these challenging times. Quality financial advice relies heavily on the trust relationships you have built with your clients over the years. As such, we know that the conversations you are having with clients during these difficult times can be more emotionally fraught than usual, as many clients are dealing with their own anxieties. In this episode, Seren covers how to deal with tough emotions and thoughts, as well as the stories we tell ourselves in adversity. We hope you find these insights valuable. Please feel free to share this podcast with your clients. Welcome to the second podcast in the series on building personal resilience under COVID-19. Today, we will be unbundling our thoughts and feelings, which may be playing a role in adding to the stress pot you're feeling. In times of crisis, people are either at their best or their worst. This series is designed to help you achieve your PB, your personal best, in responding adaptively and with grace to the avalanche of stress coming your way. This time is already being dubbed the Great Adaptation, and us, the coronials, who have lost our reference points in the currents of uncertainty. As this virus burns its way across the world, it's a steep learning curve for all of us. Adapt or die, as they say. The global landscape has shifted irrevocably. There were over 200 million Zoom meetings in March this year alone. The way we do business has changed. It's a whole new frontier. If we saw clients face to face and nurtured our professional relationships that way, well, now we can't. For many of us, this uneasy, uncomfortable feeling is grief. Grief hangs heavy in the air. Our hearts are breaking for all the losses we're confronting. We have experienced wholesale loss, a medium-term future that's suddenly been cancelled. Besides the catastrophic loss of lives, there have been other softer but painful losses of milestone experiences, graduations, long-awaited reunions with loved ones abroad, family events postponed indefinitely, hundreds of disappointments and separations. There is grief and mourning around all we assumed to be enduring, stable and true. Who are we without our success our financial savvy, our business acumen that's made us champions of our industry. Grief is the experience of being changed by loss. There was a before this happened and an after. There was our lives before Corona delivered its stunning blows and an after, BC and AC, if you will. We have been pounded by loss. We are also experiencing what we call anticipatory grief. We know the storm will get worse. There's something bad out there, but we can't see it 
or quantify it, and nor do we have a timeline on it. And there's no hierarchy in loss. There are hard traumas and soft traumas. Some of us will incur third-degree burns and others only a scrape on the knee. We're all in the storm together, as it's being said, but no two boats look the same. In grief, we feel robbed and cheated of so much. It leaves us reeling. The writer C.S. Lewis taught us, nobody told me that loss would feel so much like fear. Now, the nature of life is change, and our nature is to resist change. This is the ultimate change management. Now, change and loss run together, kind of like a set menu, a package deal. It brings us up close and personal with our vulnerability, something few of us are comfortable confronting. Vulnerability, says Brene Brown, is not about winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. So vulnerability is not weakness. In fact, it's our greatest measure of courage. Let's talk now about feelings. Feelings are the software of the human mind, and yet we are so afraid of them. There are three feeling zones that I'm seeing people going into at this present time. Now, the first is the black zone, where we are full of doom and gloom. Our mood dips and we feel pessimistic and fatalistic. The second is very common right now, where we hang out in the red zone. I spoke about this in the first podcast. Here, we feel consumed by panic, anxiety and fear, where we keep going to worst case scenario, crippling ourselves about what might be. Feelings like these are catchy. There is what we call social contagion and bad feelings spread as fast as the virus we are trying to control. In business teams, this is especially true. Bad feelings can bleed out like herd mentality, contaminating members of the team and creating emotional inflammation. The third zone is the white zone, which we have to aim for. Here, we may expect the worst, but we plan for the best. We do self-surveillance, staying calm at all costs. In the white zone, we realize that feelings are part of our contract with life. You can't mute a feeling, and nor should you. When we try to push down our feelings or ignore them, they show up in stronger ways. When we're in the white zone, we don't hoard feelings. This will get in the way of your coping. For example, the more you welcome your feelings of vulnerability, the less afraid of it you will be. Like with anxiety, we can't let our feelings own us. We need to acknowledge them, giving ourselves a permission slip to not feel okay. It's okay not to feel okay. And resilience is being okay with what you're feeling in the moment. 
COVID-19 puts us on a collision course with our feelings. And if you're not used to processing tough emotions, this will be challenging. Every feeling is a signpost. It tells us what we care about, what we're sad about, what we're worried about. These are our beacons. When you can name a feeling, you can tame the feeling. So it becomes critical that we track ourselves daily to regulate our emotions without sedating ourselves with substances to anesthetize or numb us out of what feels painful or uncomfortable. The white zone is about practicing emotional sobriety, which is your new best friend during this crisis. It means not acting out your feelings and training yourself in the art of distress tolerance, sitting with tough feelings. Right now, our feelings are hard to metabolize. The despair, irritability, bottomless sadness or depression, confusion and helplessness of the black zone. No matter the situation, we should never allow our feelings to overpower our intelligence. You need to know that feelings are not fatal. We have to notice them, name them, and then accept them. Being an observer of your feelings will not make you weak. It will increase your resilience when you need it most. So come to your emotions in a non-judgmental way, with curiosity and self-compassion. Take your emotional temperature every day. It's like wearing a life jacket when you're out at sea, or a face mask when you're out in public spaces. The one thing that we can control right now is the emotional climate in your head. When we look our feelings in the eye, it's not that we're breaking down, rather we are breaking open. So do a personal stock take and figure out which zone you've been living in. Diving in even deeper, we also have thoughts attached to our feelings. We have over 70,000 thoughts a day and our thoughts have immense power to shape and dictate our reality if we let them. Our brain is a highly impressionable organ. It believes everything that you tell it. So we have to feed it with good thoughts. Imagine right now that you're holding a ripe yellow lemon in your hand. Bring it up to your nose and inhale its zesty scent, feeling the texture of its nubbly peel. Now, imagine taking a great big bite out of that lemon. What just happened? Your brain just delivered a big quantity of saliva to your mouth. Your brain reacted to a lemon that isn't there. There is no lemon, but you told your brain that there was, and turns out your brain believed you. We believe that overwhelm comes from external circumstances, but overwhelm often comes to us courtesy of our thoughts, not our situation. 
negative thoughts have a sneaky way of invading our DNA, creating massive roadblocks to our well-being. 80% of the conversations we have take place in our heads with ourselves. We often have a negative internal running commentary in our heads where our thoughts feel very real, but often are not necessarily true. Just like you are not your anxiety or your feelings, guess what? You are also not your thoughts either. You are always just one good thought away from better mental health. Now, thoughts also come with beliefs, which are similarly potent. Some common faulty thoughts and beliefs I'm hearing right now is, it'll never get better. There's nothing I can do to improve things. I'm never going to survive this. So first, you make your beliefs, and then your beliefs make you. We have to ask ourselves, who is in charge, the thinker or the thought? The truth is that your recovery is not going to come from the real world, but from changing the thoughts in your head. Now, there is a particularly noxious brand of thoughts that you need to be on high alert for. We call this class of thoughts ruminating. It's when we chew things over in our heads. It refers to how cows digest their food, regurgitating it and chewing it up all over again. Now, it works pretty well for bovines, not so much humans. It's an unproductive, obsessive activity that doesn't allow our brain to switch off and rest. It switches us on when we're desperately trying to switch off. And it's a terrible sleep thief keeping us up at night. If only I'd thought to sell out sooner, or if I'd buffered this or that client differently, or how would I ever gain ground again? It reactivates your stress response over and over, exhausting your precious resources. In essence, ruminating produces mind-made suffering. We have to swiftly replace stewing with doing. Doing anything right now that's concrete is way better than stewing. The final element I want to shine the light on today is the narratives or stories that we select and choose for ourselves in adversity. In the first podcast, we explored how little we can control at this time. What we do have sovereignty over, though, is what kind of story we're telling ourselves and the role as protagonist that we carve out for ourselves. Are we a disempowered victim or can we rise to superpower status, supporting ourselves, our families and clients through this tunnel? Our old stories can often become us. What are you telling yourself? Our problems, no matter how big, never claim 100% of our lives. We are challenged to find an alternative story. Is this the beginning of the end or 
a new beginning. We need to do a paradigm shift, change our lens, flipping the mainstream story on its head. You hold the editorial pen and you can choose how you want your COVID-19 story to end. In closing for now, the feel-good capsule is that we are the most creative, resilient and resourceful species that has ever walked the planet. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian Holocaust survivor and a psychiatrist who taught us in his iconic book, Man's Search for Meaning, that everything can be taken from a man but his attitude. Your chosen attitude right now is a reflection of your commitment to crafting your own ending. Simon Sinek offers another pearl of wisdom when he says, When you're an optimist, life has a funny way of looking after you. Ask yourself, what core strengths do I have that I can tap into at this point? There are some things you can only learn in a storm. Your ability to reboot and recalibrate matters. It matters to your team, to your family, to your clients. It is not game over. It is game on. You are the MVP, most valued player in your story. So be a good steward of your story. Talk yourself off the ledge. Necessity is the famed mother of invention. It's all hands on deck as we weather the tides of this mother of all curved balls. Your clients have invested heavily in financial terms. This may not be the time for a good return on their money. All you can offer is an emotional return in navigating the turbulence with them. Russell Crowe said it beautifully in Gladiator. What you do right now will echo throughout eternity. That's all for now. When we meet next time, I will be talking self-care and strategies, a toolkit to fill up your resource bucket. This podcast was brought to you by Investec for Intermediaries. Thank you for listening. For further information, please go to our website, investec.com. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.